The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Genesis chapter 40, this morning as we study God's word, um, we've just finished talking about three great principles that talk about when Joseph was taken from Potiphar's house and thrown into jail. We talked about the place that God placed Joseph. It was the prison where the king's prisoners were, that God had him. And that, in that scenario, there are many places that we find ourselves in that God has on purpose. There was God's presence that was found down there. And in that prison, God's presence was there. And sometimes it's in the darkest times of our life that we recognize God's real presence. Not what we think it is, not what traditionally people tell us, but the look of what really is God's presence. And then we talked about his promotion and how God blessed him and promoted him and how it was done. It was God who did it in the eyes of the keeper and all these different situations. What we see in all three of those, again, that everything that took place with Joseph, none of it was a mistake, none of it was surprising to God, none of it was a fluke and God happened to, well, the world's falling apart and God happened to align this to work. This was God's plan. And so God, Joseph remained faithful to God because of his belief in God, his belief in God's power and the promise that was given to him years earlier. And he just remained faithful. It's not an easy thing to do when things falling apart, it's, things seem so mean and so rough, and you really, you, you begin to question, God, are you aware? You begin to wonder, could, could this much pain, could this much hurt, could this much uncertainty, could what's happening right now in my life, could it really be what God intended? Now, let, let me make one clarification. As much as I believe that this direction was of God, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, I'm not saying that everything that comes into your life, God brought uh, as a matter of fact, in, in the life of jo- Job, when this, uh, Satan was, was allowed to come down and he brought pain to him and then he brought pain to Job and all these different things going on, we realized that God did not bring those things. He allowed them, but he did not bring them. So, Wes, we do recognize as children of God that if things happen in our life that don't make sense, God has allowed them, and there's no doubt about that. Um, God is in control and he allows it. And, and sometimes it doesn't always make sense. I think of friends of mine with cancer and other battles that people are having in life and things that I've seen. And, I, and you just sit back and wonder, Lord, I just don't understand. And here's part of where the battle comes. And it's, it's a human legitimate battle. It's, if, if we think that God is good, we have this idea of good. Good means happy and blessed and financially okay. And there's never a problem in our life. So humanly speaking, that's the idea of good. So when bad things happen to us, we can't see the good, and it's hard to see it. And if God is all good, then obviously what's going on can't be of God. First of all, understand, uh, be careful when we say God is all good based upon our view of good. And we just gotta be very, very careful on that. Um, We know as parents, sometimes our kids thought good is dessert before dinner, but we know it's not good. Good is eat your vegetables. You know, the kids are like, listen, that's the worst thing you can have me do at dinner. Um, Good is going to bed early to be ready for homework the next day. I don't want to go, or ready for school the next day. I don't want to go to bed early. So there's a lot of things. You know, we talk about a good discipline keeps you healthy. Uh, It's good in your finances. It's good in every part of life but it's not always fun. It doesn't seem good. We have a very humanistic point of view of good sometimes that it's just what feels good at the moment. And and we have to understand that God's good is so much better, so much bigger than what I might think is good or what the world wants to convince me is good. So let's continue 
in these next verses as we begin to evaluate this account with Joseph and more we can learn about God. Genesis chapter 40, verse number 1, it says, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And the Pharaoh was wroth against the two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers, against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in the ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard was charged, excuse me, and the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in the ward. So what we begin to see, now again, we only see this because we know, most of us, if you've read any of this, and many of us grew up hearing this, we know how the story ends. We know that through this, he interprets a dream for one of these two. He ends up in the presence of Pharaoh. Then all these great blessings come from it. And then he gets to stand in front of his brothers. And so we know all of these things are going to take place here soon. That's not a surprise. So it's easy for us to look at the story and say, oh, I see how it's all working together. Because when you know how it, how it started and how it ends, now you can kind of see the puzzle flying together. But I hope we understand as we try to look at this from a practical application point of view, Joseph was not aware of how this was going to end. Joseph was thrown into a pit. As far as he's concerned, he knows his dad thinks he's dead. He spent years in slavery. Now he's in prison. All of this for just doing right. So in his mind, he, doesn't, he knows that God's got a plan and God's going to, but he doesn't know how it's going to end. So we have to continue to look at the story contemporaneously from how it would happen if we were there at the moment. So we look at this and we see that Joseph gets thrown in the prison. One thing we want to, I want to see something. Um, the, let me look at the, the first thing. It's actually later down in the, in the passage. But, and they put, uh, verse 3 says, And he put them in the ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. He was bound. Joseph was already in this prison before the butler and the baker came. We don't know how long. We know more than likely the entire process took about 30 years, but he was in jail, could have been in jail for a period of time before these, these, these men got there. Could have been in there for five, six years. We don't know before uh, these two men got in there. So let, let me tell you one thing that I, when I think about as we look at God's will and God's plan. God's plan also dictates God's timing. So understand that God's plan dictates God's timing. So here, here's what we have to remember. God's got a plan, and this is, he, he, his, his plan for us is best for our glory, for our good, and, and our blessing, and all those things. But his timing is often different than ours, because there's so many other things that fall into play. One, God knows what's going to happen. God does see the end. Like, we would Joseph see the end. And therefore, this is not a hard for us to see because we see the end. God sees the end for us. So when he sees what's going on in our life, as much as he understands the pain it may bring right now, and he wants to be there and comfort us and help us, as he said in 2 Corinthians 1, he's the God of all comfort. He helps us through these times. He sees how this is going to result at the end. So because of all of that, um, God looks down and he can see how this works. And so to him, this is part of the process. We have to trust in that, and his timing's different. Here's an example. Uh, no, actually, a, a reference. In Galatians chapter 6, the Bible tells, you know, Be not deceived, God's not mock. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall also reap. For he that sows to the flesh, shall flesh reap corruption. He that sows to the Spirit, shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. And he's promising, if you do right, follow God, bless. So we, we talked about those things. But then he says, later on, And be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Don't quit in the well-doing, because God will bless, God will give fruit, God will reward. 
in due season if we don't faint. So he says in that passage, don't faint, don't quit. Don't assume it's falling apart because it just can't make sense to you, don't quit. Stay with it. But the key phrase there is in due season. It's a phrase that I hold on to with every fiber of my being and also sometimes a phrase that I, I, I struggle with. One, I hold on to it because it's a promise from God. If I'm not weary in well-doing, God's going to bless. And I have to hold on to that. And I do every day of my life. It's what drives faithfulness. But the due season I struggle with. Because Lord, due season, this is a really good time for due season. You know, I can see how you could really make this the due season. And we always want to calculate, make these things happen. And it requires submission, yielding, and patience to wait for his due season. And it doesn't make sense. Lord, I think it's getting too long. I don't know if this is going to, you know, I begin to calculate so many different things. And he says, in due season, don't worry about it. It's hard not to. So I must trust in his timing. Joseph got thrown in the prison and there was nothing obvious when he got there that how God was going to use this. Nothing obvious how God was going to use it. And yet, God used it. So we see the one principle is that God, uh, God's plan and timing, his plan dictates his timing. Number two, I go back to the beginning of the passage, verse one, it says, and it came to pass after these things that the butler and the king of Egypt and his baker offended him. What we see here, we see things taking place again after these things. So Joseph's in prison. After these things, there is, shall we say, drama taking place in the high court, drama taking place in the palace. We're not exactly sure what it was. We know after a season, many believe is what we can tell the best, probably about a year. We don't know exactly. But after a year, one of these people are placed back into their royal position. The other one is killed uh, by royal decree. Uh, did obviously did something wrong. So we see drama taking place in the palace, drama that resulted in two men being placed in, in prison. The principle I want us to learn is that not only does God's plan dictate God's timing, we understand that while in God's plan, God is always working in the background in ways we cannot see. God is always working in the background in ways we cannot see. God was working in the palace to create a scenario that would place these two men in the presence of Joseph, which one would be placed back in Pharaoh to tell them about Joseph. Again, only way any of this could have worked for a Hebrew to advise Pharaoh. And so you look at all of this and you just, you can, you, we can see God's hand working in it, but it's hard at that time too. So God had been working in a situation and Joseph was unaware. Now there's great, there's great courage, there's great confidence in this, and let me explain what I mean by that. We can find rest and hope and strength and reminder in the fact that while we can't see what God is doing, not only is God working in my life and in my scenario, he's working in other scenarios for where he's going to have me. So he's got, my, he's got my current will, and, and I'm going to follow a, a, a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. These lamp living, these few steps every day, I'm only allowed to see a little bit, and I'm going to follow it. At the end of this path, there is a will that I can't see unfolding. And God is preparing that right now for me so that when I am ready through my journey to be there, everything's in place. So Joseph had to be in the place to be there. So God is working all of this out. And you sit back and say, but it doesn't seem fair. God could have. Now, I, I will agree with this. God could have done it a different way. God could have chose to just somehow let Pharaoh recognize the Hebrew. He could have given Joseph maybe some prominence down in Canaan. There's a lot of things, yes, we can look back. And here's what we do. We like to rewrite, well, it would have made more sense. Maybe it would have been easier. Be careful not to rewrite thinking the goodness and grace or whatever of God based upon how well we would have done it. 
one, there's so many things in our finite mind we can't take into account. Two, it doesn't really matter how we would do it. What we do, see, God is always good, God is always right. We are always, well, I mean, we, are, we as humans are naturally selfish. So when we see what's going on and we want to do something, we look at it not only as, okay, the end is going to be a blessing for me, right? We see that, but we also see not only the end be a blessing, I want all the steps between now and then to also be a blessing to me. I want it to be easy, I want to be blessed, I want it to be luxurious, I want everything to be comfortable until God fulfills his plan. Let me tell you personally, this is just my experience, we don't trust God when everything is easy. Our strength is almost always found in the midst of battles. It's, it's, it's the way life is. Now, trees grow stronger when they have to dig their roots deeper. Um, harvesting, corn, things like that. If you have too much rain, it does, the roots don't have to dig deeper, and then the wind's going to blow it over. Battles in life dig us deeper into what we find to be our source of strength. So a battle, if our source of strength is God and the Word of God, our battles drive us to our knees, drive us to the Word of God, drive us closer to God. If our strength is in our finances, our battles are going to drive us to our bank account, which doesn't last. Our battles are going to drive us to work. If our strength is found in acceptance of others, you know, all these things will drive us to those. And the problem is when we find that our strength and acceptance and identity is in all of these non-biblical things, we become very depressed and discouraged because they're empty. Our strength is in our work. Well, we've watched too many people lose their work. Our identity's in this. We need to be driven back to the Word of God to see His grace, to see His working. Like I, like I told my family today, life by itself brings battles, not just the Christian journey. Life by itself brings battle, but we have Jesus to walk through it with us. And that's what we need to hold dear to, is the thing that Jesus is there and he's not leaving. He's got a plan. Not only a plan that dictates his timing, but a plan where he is working in areas of which we cannot see. And may that be our greatest hope as even we move forward into this weekend. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this weekend or this week and ending out this week. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity to be in your home or work or wherever you are right now. And, and uh, we just appreciate the, you giving us a chance to share God's Word. This study has been an encouragement to me. I hope to you, I hope it's a help as we go through these times, as we continue to point, people, point you and each other to Jesus in times of encouragement where it is needed. We hope you have a great weekend. We hope to see you Sunday here on property at 10 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock in the evening or online at BenfieldBaptist.org or one of our Facebook or YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today and we look forward to seeing you next time.